Blog Talk Radio. Well, today I'm so glad that you're with us once again. This is Dawn Scott Damon. I'm your freedom coach, and you're listening to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. Now, normally, everybody, I've got the sisterhood in the house, but today, on this very unusual day, I have the brotherhood. That's right. I have Pastor Julian Newman with me today. Give some love, Pastor Julian, to the sisters that are listening. What's up, sisters? How you doing? Good to be on the uh, crew. Thank you. Yeah, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. You have more to say? I was just going to say I'm with um, I'm with girls all the time, with my three daughters and wife, four daughters. Yeah, come on wife. now. You've got a new so baby girl. I do, and uh, so I'm very comfortable with uh, with the ladies, uh, the, the, the female environment. Very good. And, well, there's a lot of estrogen normally on this show, but you do have the estrogen mindset, so we're, we're glad that you're with us. Actually, I did ask you to come on because, as you know, this program is about women helping women live free and full lives. But you shared a message recently that I heard that really talked about something that resonated with me, and that was going from victim to victor. You talked about having a dream and that there's this painful time, and so I thought it would really benefit our listeners. So I want to talk about that a little bit, and I'm just going to have you set it up for us. The name of your message was what, Dreaming the Impossible Dream? Yeah, Dreaming the Impossible Dream, and I'm convinced that every person has a dream that God put inside of them that he's created them for. Uh, One of my favorite uh, guys in the Bible is Joseph, and he's a person who um, had dreams from God Mm -hmm. that God shared with him. But there was a considerable amount of time that happened between God sharing the dream and then him stepping into that dream. And there's three stages that every dreamer goes through. Uh, It's the introduction of a dream. It's the construction of a dream. And then finally, the production of a dream. And God uh, takes us through these these three stages. Okay, let's say those again for the listener. And you're on a roll, so I don't want to stop you. But there's the introduction of a dream. The introduction, that's when the dreamer comes to realize um, this plan, this purpose. In Joseph's case, it was... um, the the sheaves bowing down uh, in Genesis chapter 37. Um, For another person, it may be something else, but it's the awareness that my life is supposed to be doing something or connected to something significant. So when you have the introduction of the dream, is the dream coming from my own thinking? Is it my own desire? We're talking that there is a dream from God. It's a God dream. And that in some point in our life, there's this introduction that we become aware that not only am I dreaming for my life, God's dreaming for my life. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And and I would say that God can speak to, like I've had moments where I've been in a prayer meeting or a worship service where I feel like God talked to me. But I also realize that God speaks to us through the way he's designed us. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, I'm, a, I'm a film school student. When I was a kid, I was in plays. Um, I loved comic books, loved to draw. So there were some things that God had already hardwired me with to prepare me for what God had for me. So there are times where there's a supernatural moments of God speaking. There's other moments where the way that God designed us, like a magnet draws us to a particular area. Um, If God's called us to be... um, the head of World Vision, the, the, the gentleman that started his, uh, World Vision, 
Um, it started when God began to stir in him a burden for those that were hungry and hurting. And that was the birthing place of a dream that we now know to be World Vision. Um, it was an experience that he had, and his his inner response to that experience was part of God speaking to his life, in, into his life. So for the dreamer, God has those supernatural moments, but there are times where we're going to respond to experience and circumstance. Things are going to come and connect with us on a deep level because it's speaking to who God created us to be and how he created us. Do you feel like this? Um, I often say that there is an environment that everything can grow in. For example, we don't see palm trees here in Michigan because it's not the right environment. And inside of us, there are seeds of promise and things that God's put into us. But until we get into that environment, we won't see it grow. So someone might not even realize that they've been hardwired or designed by God to do something. It's not appropriate yet. It's not the right environment. It's not the right time. But when you get in that season, all of a sudden something is growing from my life because now it makes sense. It's very true. And the process that God uses sometimes to move us to a different environment is not always, um, sometimes it's painful. And if we use Joseph in the scriptures as a model for the dreamer's journey, he goes from his, uh, the home of his family, he's favored by his father, but then he's rejected by his brothers and sold into slavery, and the environment changed. Mm-hmm. We, looking at it from the outside, we realize that that environment shift was very significant for Joseph, not only cultiv- the dreaming cultivated in Joseph's life, but Joseph being matured in that construction phase. So he had the introduction, God introduces, he responds to the environment, he has dreams and visions, and I have this uh, uh, grand future that God has called me to. Phase one. Phase one. Mm -hmm. Phase two is a construction where God is qualifying the dreamer for the commissioning that is still to come. Mm. So Joseph is in this environment where he's uh, a slave and he's got to learn a new language. He's got to learn how to live a different life. From what I read in the Bible, it doesn't seem like Joseph was a very hardy man, meaning he wasn't out there doing the hard work. He was in the house. He was uh, wearing a a coat that his dad uh, had Mm -hmm. given him. He was not a worker. The baby. He was the baby. Mm -hmm. And so he had to go from being the baby to now I'm a a slave. I'm working hard. It's completely different. And what Joseph didn't realize at the time, just like we never realized at the time, that when we're in that construction phase with pain, with hardship, with setbacks, with betrayals, that God is actually preparing us for that next phase. That's so powerful, and I think that I want the listener to really capture that for a moment because if I'm Joseph, I'm cursing that environment right now. I hate that environment. I'm, I, re, I reject this. I went from this beautiful life to all of a sudden I'm in the middle of a storm. Um, there's pain. I have to work. I'm in bondage. I'm a slave. I have difficulty. God, where are you? What's happening? Why am I in this desert wilderness, vacant, or worse, jail cell? place, this prison time, that I'm hearing you say today that that's the very thing that God designed, or maybe Satan designed it, but God used it. That's the very thing that God allowed in his life to actually prepare him, and not even to prepare him, but to activate what he had destined Joseph for. Yeah. Um, 
jo- there's, a, there's a significant scene in Joseph's life where he's in the prison. And he has been sold into slavery by his, his brothers. Um, he has uh, been falsely accused of rape. And he's now in, in, in a prison, and he's serving in that prison. And so Joseph, up until that point, uh, responded like a victim. So when he had the opportunity to talk about his situation, he would say, uh, my brothers did this, my family did that. And when we're in the construction phase and we're dealing with the aftermath of betrayals and setbacks and pain or abuse or whatever it is, mm-hmm. we're hurting right then. But God can't move us to phase three, which is the production, the, the release, the commissioning, without first being healed. So we have to transition from victim to victor. Mm-hmm. We have to move from a place where we're seeing ourselves as uh, uh, woe is me, and he's transi- he'll transition us to a place where we actually are looking to serve others out of our pain that God has healed rather than being served by others. Joseph was given dreams, but in the prison place, it's the first time that we see Joseph using the gift that God has given him to serve others. He uh, runs into two guys in the prison, the butler and the baker of Pharaoh. And by serving them, what he didn't realize is that God was putting a key in his hand to move into phase three. To unlock his prison. Absolutely, unlock mm-hmm. his prison and to step into his destiny. See, when we're in that victim's phase, or we're in that prison place, God wants to heal us, and he also wants to change our perspective. When we get a dream from God, or we respond to a purpose that he's hardwired us with, it's very easy to think about it that it's for us. It's about us. So, again, looking at the scriptures, Joseph talked about his dreams in a uh, a very me-centric way. You guys are going to bow down to me. You guys are going to do this for me. But that's the first time that we see Joseph speaking of dreams, serving one another. The dream from God is not about us, really. It's about God's purpose being fulfilled in others. And the way that we, the way that that happens is that we serve others. Joseph served these two gentlemen. And God put a key in his hand to bring healing to Joseph's life as 